What do you know? But that still leaves the password. Say, fellas, did somebody mention the door to darkness? Welcome, everyone, to Kingdom Hearts by Heart, everyone's favorite Kingdom Hearts podcast. We are we are in the thick of it. We are on the precipice of greatness. But before we get to everyone's favorite part of this game, we have to go to Tron. Ow! <laughs> so don't get too excited yet, kitties. Um, but before <laughs> before we even get to Tron the game gotta get to Tron the movie and this week's installment of the Disney Corner and that is officially where I will be broken but <laughs> we'll get to that in due time I'm your host Kevin joined by my digitized compatriot Marshall database database we're living in the database yeah it's a weird part of the game cause a lot's happens and it's hard to chunk it out into different episodes but yeah today we're going to be covering um from the start of space paranoids as in the very start when they show up and then to the end uh when you get kicked back out after defeating the hostile program uh with a little little hollow bastion detour in between uh so mm -hmm. now that we've got our roadmap let's let's set off by talking about 1986 82. is Tron? 82. Oh, God. Yep. Wow. It's way older than I thought. It's <laughs> almost 40 years old. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Tron! Tron! buy a house at this point. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so everyone's favorite Disney movie, of course, needs no introduction. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. So, so here's, here's the first thing before we kick it off. Is this the first world where we have played through the game before, or are playing through the game, and we are, you know, the world itself, and have not seen the source material? Because I believe this is my first time of, I have played Kingdom Hearts 2, but I have never seen 1982's Tron. Um, definitely not. I mean, I did not see Tron up until this week pretty much um but no kingdom hearts definitely the first one had a few most notably the nightmare before christmas i had not seen before <gasps> playing it look ass yeah and probably everything else i've seen um yeah and but then also for cage to uh pirates i had not seen before playing kingdom hearts 2 but i think most people would say Tron was the first experience of, I don't know what any of this is. What's happening? Mm -hmm. Where are we? What's going on? <laughs> exactly. Ay, ay. Um, but now I finally sort of know what's going on, having seen the movie. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of these Disney corners, but this was, this was the most painful. Oh, you, you think so? <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, Pinocchio was a snooze fest, but I mean, at least it's animated, so there's something yeah. interesting going on. Um, 
most of the KH1 worlds, we sort of talked about how they didn't necessarily age particularly well. Mm-hmm. But this movie is very, very, very boring. <laughs> and it's very weird. And it's just very hard to watch. So I got through it by splitting up into basically 10-minute chunks across multiple days. And I played Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl while I had the show on or the movie on in the background mm-hmm. and that got me through it. I think I watched like the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes, like undistracted, but that's, that's all I could handle. <laughs> so I feel like the, I didn't miss the much. The setup and the conclusion, but the, everything else is just fluff. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just uh, a very strange script. Like, basically my main takeaway from this movie, because I really don't have too much to say at all, mm. is just the way the plot unfolds and the way the characters talk, It's it just feels like half of the exposition is missing at all times. Yes. <laughs> Where characters just do things just because. And it's like, wait, am I missing something here? Like, what's what's happening? And, like, the very first scene, like, in the arcade, where it then, like, immediately shifts to the the crew, the, the grid. With like the light cycle stuff, it's like, what? Why is this happening? What's mm. going on here? And then you're just immediately in it with some random program, just talking about nothing. And he's like in prison or something, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on here. Like, is this our main character? I don't think it is. I thought it was Jeff Bridges. Where's Jeff Bridges? What's going on? <laughs> well, oh I mean... yeah. And, like, there's just, like, a lot of techno mumbo-jumbo and the dialogue, which is, like, okay, I don't really understand what that means, but sure, I'll go along with that movie. And, like, yeah, it's not really clear who the main protagonist or the protagonist is. <laughs> it's, because, like, uh, Flynn, Kevin Flynn, mm-hmm. is not really in the movie Yo! a ton. He's He's probably not in it. He's probably in it for like half the running time, if that. Yeah. But then it's just to Tron, and then he does his thing, but then he like dies or something, and then it's back to Flynn, and you're like, okay, getting a lot of whiplash he dies here. For like a minute or two. <laughs> I honestly like when he came back. I didn't realize what happened that brought him back, but again, I was playing my game. But I was like, oh, he's back. I guess somehow. I'm sure it was very lame. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I mean, the movie writes itself. You know, it's a, it's an isekai, right? <laughs> Everything's just an isekai um, now. But Tron is yeah, an isekai. Like, Never forget. The, it should have started in the real world with Flynn. And we should have, you know, gotten his whole backstory. And then, oh no, like, I've been digitized to the Tron world and then that's how we meet it so that we can learn about it as well as him that's how these things work you get your fish out of the water protagonist and so they're just throwing us into the thick of it with all these weird programs well, who technically it does start just in the doing their own digital thing. world but only for like that yeah but that's the problem it, only for the tank segment and then it goes to the real world for like 20 ish minutes and then it's Digital world for basically the rest of the movie, yeah. 
Yeah, but like it should everything should have been through his perspective because he's supposed to be our main character. Mm. But instead, it just keeps jumping back and forth, and it's it's like hard to like find your footing with the movie, which is why I think it's so boring because it's like, well, I'm not really committed to any of this because the movie is not bothering to explain it to me unless I like really pay attention, which I'm not going to do. So yeah, it's not entertaining. It moves really slow, even when they are in the the digital world. Like most of the scenes are just them walking (laughs) and like kind of doing stuff. (laughs) I don't know. It's also confusing because like the programs like match up to their humans, but then like the humans aren't really in it. Like Tron's user, like he just kind of disappears and, like, they, like, talk about their users. Like, they have this, like, affinity for them. And, mm. But, like, I don't know. It feels underdeveloped, like, how they have, like, the avatars of themselves. It's, like, why... <sighs> like, if you code a program, do you also have to specifically code it to look exactly like you? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's just a lot of questions like that where if you pay too much attention to it, it's, like, none of this makes sense. Like, why do the programs... It's a very thin veil. <laughs> Why do they view users as gods? Like, Religious they act icons, very... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they act very emotional, even though, like, that, like you would have to be programmed to think that way, and users wouldn't program programs <laughs> to look at them like that. Because you have the scene where they're, like, kind of talking about it, and then Flynn's like, well, I'm just a person. I just figured things out, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, or Tron's like, her, I'm most illogical. And it's like, well, it can't be logical because whatever he knows is what you know because he made you. Ugh. So, like, mm-hmm. the whole metaphor, like, just doesn't really add up to me. So it's not really... There's, like, not really a hook. It's just digital world. Yep. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Tron did it first. Um, yeah. I mean, like, the visuals are kind of cool, but obviously they've aged very poorly. <laughs> so, like, if you just like it for, like, the retro-ness, and, like, the cheesiness, there's some fun to be had. But, yeah, the action's super lame. Um, the characters aren't really interesting. There's, there's Girl, the program, who was... Suddenly the love interest, even though I couldn't even tell you where she came from, just suddenly she was there and she was making out with Tron. Um, oh, I will say one, one bright spot in this movie is, uh, I simp for Ram and I was very sad when he died. Oh my God. Even though I saw it coming from a mile away. <laughs> oh my goodness. He was, he was easy on eyes, but he did not make it. The actuarial and, program. Caught your attention. Good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's really all I have to say about Tron. I guess also just, like, the plot's just really dumb. Because the whole thing's about, oh, I made a video game and I want credit for it. Man, it's, that's the plot for Grandma's Boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not the plot you want for your high-stakes epic adventure movie. Like... <laughs> Uh, I guess the real plot is to stop the master control program to free the grid, even though, what does that even mean? Because, again, they're all programs. Like, what does freedom yeah. mean to them? <laughs> mm. So, yeah. I do not care for it. I will probably never watch this again. So, yeah. Just, do, just, do, just, just wait until Dream Drop Distance. It's going to be a time. Well, at least the sequels... 
somewhat entertaining. I mean, that one's also pretty boring from what I remember, it, but at least it's a movie. Like, yes. it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end, and you understand what's going on for the most part. <laughs> and it obviously uh, looks much nicer, so. Yes. It's, I mean, mind you, there's, what, 30 years of difference between the two, so yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any yeah. other thoughts on Tron on your end? I was pretty looking like forward it? to it. I wasn't, it wasn't a total schnooze fest, but it did have a lot of time. It did, sorry. Uh, it had a hard time keeping my attention. I could definitely vouch for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, I feel the same way. Like, r- before we started recording today, I had to look up what the hell Incon actually, like, in-universe does. Because right. the whole shtick of like Lindsay's <laughs> like, I was making video games, and then the big bad, whose name I forget, I think it's Dillinger. Yes. For, yes. I, for, for a second I thought it was the actor's name, it is not. Um, I was like, oh, he stole my video games, and now he rich, and I want the credits. And I was like, Encon doesn't make <laughs> video games, does it? I had to like question myself several times during the They're movie. Just... The nondescript mega corporation that makes yeah. everything. <laughs> like we don't, we don't even know what Alan, Alan Bradley is Tron's user, which Tron's based off of, basically. And he's like, "Oh, they they took away my access," and I was like, "Buddy, what do you do though?" <laughs> right. Like the only thing we know is they made the digitizing laser, which is run by yep. doctors. So it's funny that. Well, I mean, welcome to welcome to the corporate infrastructure. But, like, is, I don't know, I feel like usually, in most, like, villains, well, I should say, in most stories where a villain is big corporation or a large part of big corporation, there's, like, mm, we're going to make this one device, and this one device is going to change humanity, and we're going to use that device for evil, uh, but we just have a digitizing laser, and we're just going to turn orange and put it into yeah, a Yeah, like, they never explain, like, what is... What is the point of this? Like, yeah, how is this going to factor into anything other than we did it because it could? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not like the mass control program's plot was, I will digitize the entire world and then I'll rule over everything. It just, like, happened to be there and then he got beamed in. For some reason, like, does the mass control program, like, does he care about Flynn? Like, um, yes like, why was no, he, like, captured, quote-unquote? Yeah. I guess he was, like, trying to hack into the files, right? Yes, <laughs> he's trying to g- grab something from his, like, from his database, and he's like, no, don't you touch that, don't you touch... But also, hmm, it's funny because, I mean, Flynn is basically one of the creators of NCON at the, at the end of the day, yep. essentially. Um, so he's like, oh, I remember when you were just a chess program, and I'm like, obviously you were here... Like, but he has, like, mm-hmm. there is no love for Flynn. He's just, but but also, him, I guess to be fair, if he gets the files and proves he's the better programmer, like, I made these things, plagiarism, eh, Encon could be shut down to some degree, but that also doesn't happen. Um, I guess so. if someone else was in power, he couldn't, MCP just couldn't wander around willy-nilly, but to be fair, what, what were we doing to stop him before this? Like, I think right. the last scene Dillinger has before the end of the movie is just, uh, I'm, I, mass control program, like, I am 2,000 
514 times smarter than I was originally. And he's just, he looks at the computer like, oh dear, this is a, this is kind of getting, getting out of hand. I think that's the last, Mm -hmm. or at least the last major bit we see him before literally the climax. So. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like all the real world stuff and the digital world stuff just feels very separate. Like they don't really affect each other. They don't mesh well. Yeah. I feel like it could have, I don't know. Because I feel like a lot of the things I criticize Tron for are things that, in modern media, people are, like, I would say staples. Like, oh, like, it's, like, all real world, and then it's digital world, and it ends in real world. Like, oh, maybe a mix of real world and digital world would have been good, but obviously there's still a balance to be had there as well. So it's... Yep. (sighs) But I think it could have used breaks from the digital world every so often. Because... Yeah, it, it yeah. is a little nonsensical, and so, because uh, I did some background digging on Tron, because it was the one thing we, we really, really hadn't watched, like, we had no clue about it going into into today's episode, besides watching the movie, and, yeah, this is uh, very interesting. So, Tron was, a, it was a box office success, it wasn't a grand slam, it wasn't, but it it made a good amount of money, and there were a lot of video game spinoffs, Obviously got a sequel movie like 30 years later, but there were a lot of Tron-like uh, tie-ins, so like comic books and video games, essentially. I mean, yeah, you've seen Tron spoofs like mm-hmm. everywhere, so like it obviously made an impact. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's funny because, so, but, but, but this is my this is back in the days, this is obviously in the 80s, that it was praised for its visual effects, it was one of the first few movies that you know, it used CGI to that degree of literally, you know, 90% of the movie is going to be visual effects. Um, these, the, the sound design, I actually really, really do like. Uh, one of my gripes is there, there, there's a weird, I was going to say balance, but I prefer to say imbalance with the ambiance. Like, there are some places where you hear a lot of, I will say, digital sounds, like a character just moving or stepping but there's not. But it, it it feels alive and dead at the same time. Like uh, the one thing I remember, or the most recent one, because I finished the movie yesterday, is when Tron and Sark are originally fighting uh, before uh, Sark gets big. And there's just like the there's like the discs clashing, and they're like in their fights. Big big air quotes on fights for those who can't see me, aka absolutely nobody. But, mm-hmm. like, there's the sound of the ding, 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 like, the you know, the clashes, basically. But there's, right. like, the there are certain parts where I think the movie could have a little, like, a track playing in the background or something, something light, at least. Because in between, like, those clashes, there's just dead silence. And I'm just like... Oh, yeah. It feels the soundtrack was awkward, very yeah. lame. Yeah, I, I, that's actually a good point, because I think that's a big part of why... It just feels weird, because, yeah, like, when you had that first scene where they're in the um, the digital world with, like, the prisoner, from what I remember, it was, like, silent, so it's just, like, suddenly, they're here, and it's just, they're, like, it just feels like you walked into the middle of a conversation mm-hmm. that you're not a part of, and it's just, like, uh, am I in the right scene right now? Like, what's going on? <laughs> so that's, it's a very astute point. A good soundtrack could definitely help this movie. Yeah. So, it was liked at the time, but a lot of critics said, hey, uh, the plot does not make a lot of sense sometimes. So, 
And that makes yep. it the perfect Kingdom Hearts tie-in, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, so shall we shall we start to get into getting into I think it is time. Kingdom Hearts did it? Yeah. So the boys get transported to well, Space Paranoids is the name of the world officially. And now I know why it's called uh, Space Paranoids. Yeah. Fun fact. Um yeah, I'm thinking Stitch is like a double agent of the MCP because he like totally screwed them over there. But yeah, they get beamed up because Donald used sticky keys. Yep. Um and then they they show up in the middle and they're like, Whoa, everything's all digital and Sark shows up too and Donald and Goofy are getting marched along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um even though like yeah, shouldn't their instinct just be to fight, but whatever. So Sora also says something to that effect, like, go on, guys, just take them. And then Sark's like, ah, 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 you didn't guess the right password. And he just zaps him. Rip. And he says, like, I am Commander Sark, a heartless commander. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then he's like, there will be no jokes here, boy. Your friends will suffer for your indulgence. Ah. <laughs> so Sora gives in. Because he cares about his friends, he doesn't want them to get electrocuted. Which is like, hmm. so this is like another point. I think I had for the movie as well. But it seems like both Sark and the MCP are just all powerful. Like, because it comes up a little later where he, they just get teleported to the the game grid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, okay, what are the extent of Sark's powers? Because he's immediately able to just you know electrocute them. And then you can just teleport them wherever you want. Like, <laughs> like what gives here? Why doesn't he just immediately stop them? Because it seems like he's able to do that. But plot reasons, I guess. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, I love and hate this quote. Because um, it's from Batman v Superman. But uh, what is it? If God is all-powerful, he can't be all-good. If God is all-good, he's not all-powerful. Something along that lines. Um, there has to be like a, you know literally because we we're talking about the audio balance or imbalance again the, like what is the extent of like I imagine when you said power I think of it in the right before the final act eh, right before they get to the, the MCP in the movie they just nonsensically derez their entire ship like the equivalent of like just blowing up your own star like starfighter yeah. and I was like what the hell Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, what allows you to do that? Is it Sark being like, oh, this, you know, I can do this. It's yeah. me, or I'm just going to set the, you know, the Star Cruiser to self-destruct, basically. Exactly. There's no distinction. Yeah, it's like, what are the stakes here? Because it seems like they could just do whatever they want. But Yeah, I think that's yeah. the problem I have with the movie, too. So it, it lines up perfectly with Space Paranoids here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get beamed to the pit cell. Which is, I guess it's like a thing in the movie, because they like go in their little cells, but I don't know. It's not entirely clear, like, I mean, honestly, a lot of this plot is pretty original, because they don't really do anything with the users, like, Sordon and Goofy are the user stand-ins, but they don't know anything about damn, damn high-tech computers, mm-hmm. so it's way different, but, um... Yeah, Tron's just hanging out, and he's like, oh, the MCP stole all my powers. I'm Tron, by the way. I'm a program. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And Sora's just like, I need an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tron's so, yeah. an adult, unfortunately. 
Yeah. So most of the dialogue between them throughout the whole world is just Tron says computer thing. Sora shrugs. Darn goofy shrug. Uh, where are your friends? <laughs> Most illogical. Uh, yeah. So Goofy says, Gosh, maybe we should just introduce ourselves. Um, Sora, Donald, Goofy, don't you forget it. Um, yeah, they decide to team up. Tron kind of gives them the laid out of like, Oh, you're, you're in the grid or whatever he says. But the MCP's got this shit on lock. So, unfortunately, there's not much we can do. Mm-hmm. You see, this cell door is locked. Wink. And then Sora realizes, wait a minute, a lock? I think I've got something for that. Yep. <laughs> Insert keyblade here. Uh... Yeah. This shot always stands out to me because usually I have Oathkeeper, and I'm sure most people will also have Oathkeeper. And, like... It's a very zoomed-in shot of the Keyblade, and when he sh- summons it, like, the keychain, like, kind of, like, floats, if yep. that makes sense. Like, it appears, and the keychain is just kind of, like, flying as if, like, Gravity there's, like, some propulsion. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just a cool shot of, like, ooh, look how cool the Keyblade looks right now. Yeah. But, yeah. Sora pulls out his Keyblade, as he's wont to do, when in doubt. Keyblade. <laughs> it works. Um... And, yeah, whack the door. That's also how you solve your problem. Just attack it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> press triangle. It's weird at first, but then it, collecting clusters kind of becomes the, the space paranoid's bit, so. Yeah. I mean, like most of these Cage 2 worlds and their gimmicks, it's not really developed, but, yeah, it'll come back a few times. Um, so, yeah, while we're meeting Tron, he also kind of explains that this isn't really the Tron world that you know, except you don't know it, but instead it's a copy of Incom's original files. Yes, which is which is very interesting. Wild. Ansem's like, hmm, you know, I like this system you got. What if I had this system? <laughs> yeah, so I guess we're jumping ahead, but whatever. So, Ansem, eh? Uh, theoretically, just stole this whole program from Incom. But are we to assume? I mean, I think it's safe to say that Incom, like that, would be a completely different world, right? <laughs> I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. So how did he get that program? <sighs> I guess. Hmm, I guess the Ansem that we're talking about would be capable. Somewhat, uh, maybe not tra- traveling between worlds, yes. but it's it's a weird timeline because yeah. to me it seems like uh, they worked on this program for like a really long time to get it set up, and then suddenly just abandoned it midway through. Mm. Whereas, like what we're talking about now, it has to be like a rush job. Of like, okay, I got this program, I'm installing this program. Oh no, I'm gone now. Like, it's it's weird. I don't know. It's confusing, and there's only so much we can say to, like, keep in line with the plot up to this point, but, <laughs> hmm, I don't know. What are your thoughts on all that? God, I think the Ansem we are referring to is possible to be it. I don't know if it requ- it could require world travel. It also could not, because he's a very tech-savvy man with his little creations, his little research. So, here's the theory. There's a, I think both are plausible, 
but we'll never ever discover and we don't we don't need to uh to really know because we'll, we'll be here at the two hour mark uh ripping our hair yeah. out but yeah i think i think both are <laughs> completely plausible i feel like alex was like mm, well look at this thing i f- hey look at this cool thing i found online what if i just happen to copy it and download it and put it in my own computer oh. yeah like did he just hack another world like that would probably make the most sense but then it's like well All... uh, if your computer can connect to an entirely different world well that really opens the floodgates the computers are all connected <laughs> to the same wi-fi that's why <laughs> the heart of all Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's gonna be the, no, that. Should have been the that should have been what Coda was about. Damn. Mm. Um, it's just interesting because this is the most impact any Disney World has ever had on the main plot. Yep. I would argue. So it's it's weird. I mean, it's not weird because it's expected, but it's yeah, it's very half baked. It's like no, this is actually like a really big deal. Like you should explain how this happened, which. I'm sure he has in various interviews. Um, we should look into that. Yes, as for we the say with these things. <laughs> yep, yeah, for the wrap up of uh, KH2, I definitely am going to be like, "What the hell is going on with Tron World?" Yeah, because it's but it's a pick, all right. Yeah, for now, all we need to know is this isn't the original Tron World. This is a copy, which I think is just a shorthand for explaining why, like I was saying earlier, why they don't have the users here because you know they're supposedly a big part of the movie but it'd be just kind of weird to not have them but it's, mm-hmm. it's because they're not a part of this world but yeah we got tron in tow and he says oh go do the thing and we say okay let's do the thing <laughs> um and he joins your party but he's not very useful in fact i don't think he can do anything he's basically just ping again <laughs> yep that's why i wrote down tron is ping so for for yep. the, when you first meet him he only has. Uh, it's very similar to like when before Mulan uh, actually becomes a full character. Like they have two green yep. abilities. It might be item boost or like jackpot maybe. But no yeah, other, he definitely uh, has item boost. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, no attacks or you know. Um, yep. Well, they're not there. Like a. I don't know. He has no cool maneuvers besides using his uh, his ID disc as like. A throwing star, yeah. essentially. So, yeah. For the first bit, yeah. I just tend to leave Tron out until he becomes a real boy. Yeah. And is that something, like... Does that tie back to the movie where he doesn't have his powers and then he does have his powers? I think, yes. Like, okay. he... Uh, it is... Well, it's funny because when we... I think when we revisit Space Paranoids, uh, basically at the end mm-hmm. of uh, the World Tour Part 2... He has the scene where he stands in the IO tower and puts like the ID disc up and he becomes a god, I believe. So right. in the movie, that's just the. But because in the movie, for for those who have not seen Tron, because Tron's old and no one really cares that much. Like the whole bit is that Alan is locked out of his access and Tron as Tron as well, basically. Then that scene okay. in the IO tower is like I'm a real program again. But we don't get yep. that. We we get a bastardized version of that, and then we get that in a different context later on. Yeah, so... it's confusing because he like powers up to different times, and it's yes. like okay. One I for feel like again, this. I guess one for combat's <laughs> sake, one for story's sake. Like yeah, yeah we'll get to that in another ten-ish episodes, perhaps. A good question for another time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, he's just kind of hanging out, but that's okay. Cause you don't really have any enemies to fight at all. Uh, instead you have this weird pointless mini game because again, what's cage two world without a pointless mini game. You gotta be so, hacking. <laughs> you go to the next area and I don't know. You have to restore power to it for some reason, even though like, isn't this all like digital like what do you mean restore power like well i think everything is powered i think this particular section is cut off for unexplained reasons (laughs) yeah but like i don't know do they specifically say like oh we need to restore the power or do they say like we need to restore the connection because that would make more sense yeah but i'm nitpicking at this point Um, basically it's a shell game everyone mm -hmm. you know Keep your eye on the thing, round and round and round it goes. Where will it stop? Sora knows because this game's really easy and just keep turning your camera. And yes, just it uh, follow the red square. Yeah, it it it, it does go. It's not e- it, incredibly easy, peasy, lemon squeezy, but it's uh, it's it's e- it's easy enough at the very least. But uh, luckily, even if you don't lose, because there's like twenty to thirty cubes that spawn for this shell game. Uh, luckily, if when you bash the cubes that aren't the real one. You will drop clusters, and then yep. the clusters, well, if you power up enough, you'll be able to reveal and also freeze uh, them from rotating constantly, which is a pain in the butt. Uh, but yeah, I did just yeah. combo the correct coup two times and automatically won, so uh, that's all the input. Yeah, there. it always throws me <laughs> off, because it just instantly ends as soon as you get that, and yeah, I always remember, oh no, you had to get all the little bits or whatever and then freeze it and then you can find the real one but no like if you know which one's the real one you can just go straight for it yeah so it's very basic and then once you do that sora somehow acquires the power of telekinesis and just yeets the giant cube into the slot with the keyblade i guess he can do that now he's got whatever. user powers if it's unexplained oh. and it's in tron it's a user power <laughs> Yeah, between user power and keyblade power, there's there's no limit to what we can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, powers are sword. Yay. Um and then we go back to the pit cell and then Tron explains, Oh, like you can go back to the real world now, but I have a simple request for you. Um well actually, even before that he asked them and then they're like, Sure, we'll do it and he's like, What? But I haven't even told you what I want yet. Well, gosh, you're our friend. You users, so illogical. (laughs) Which, I don't know, that doesn't seem particularly illogical. Like, did you ask, like, did they ask you, like, what you needed before they helped you? I don't know. It, it it just feels like they're trying to stretch this whole, like, those users, they're so wacky. Yeah. Bit. (laughs) <laughs> but I'll take it. It's fine. I do appreciate um the Tron relationship. Um it's cuz you know, we're from different worlds. Mm-hmm. So it's cute to see how they kind of buddy up together. But yeah. He asks you to find his user and they're like, "Yeah, of course. Just give us his name." And he's like, "Excellent. I want you to find my user." Ansem Ansem the Wise. <gasps> what? Okay, bye. Wait, we have so many questions. Ah! And then you get beamed up. Talk about a cliffhanger. <gasps> so, we are, we are back in the real world. We are back to Ansem's study. 
And Leon's there. And he's like, hey guys, what did I miss? Hey, it's the lies. Yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting with that tea. It's getting pretty cold. <laughs> um. So yeah, they're back. And everyone's confused. Because wait a minute. Ansem's a bad guy. And uh, Tron also asks, oh, like, go find the DTD. The, 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 the DT what now? Excuse me. <laughs> um. So we have this whole weird mystery of DTD, which is dumb, but whatever. We'll just explain it. So we go back to the study, and who else but Tifa shows up again? She's just yep. kind of hanging out awkwardly, like, okay, you don't, <laughs> it's you don't very have funny because <laughs> she has the bit where she kicks the door where Leon is like hiding directly behind, and then. Yep. We're really like hmm, 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 plot related things, and when we're and when Sora and the gang come out of the computer, Tifa's like, "Oh, plot things, huh?" And you just like you turn around, she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go back to that study, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look around some more." Hmm. But also, why yeah, are you like, looking for if... Cloud here? Right, like you already searched this place. He's clearly not here. He's clearly not behind a painting. <laughs> He's hiding behind like... the bookcase. I knew it. Yeah, like, if she hadn't removed the giant picture frame, like, would they have ever figured this out? Absolutely not. <laughs> so it's just, uh, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah. But yeah. She removes the giant picture frame, and then for some reason, Ansem decides, that's where I'll hide the blueprints to the entire town's mainframe system. Um, so the gang recognizes, ah, oh, what's all these scribbles here? Hello? Bastion, Mainframe, Tron, Door 2, Door 2, Door to Darkness! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, why all the other letters are kind of faded away, but DTD aren't? Again, because. beyond me. But whatever. They figured it out. Sort of. <laughs> What's this? This must be the data space. DTD. Door to Darkness. That was another one of those clips from that MTV Presents the Voice Actors of Kingdom Hearts 2 that is burned into my brain. Um, and yeah, speaking of. Speaking of Door to Darkness. <laughs> Did somebody mention the Door to Darkness? <laughs> <sighs> uh, top five quotes of the entire game. Yep. <laughs> oh, so good. So look, it's Mickey. Just shows up right in the nick of time to deliver some plot. Yep. And he's in his goth face. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so good. Um, so Mickey's back. He is shrouded in darkness. He just is completely inconspicuous. But you know what, Donald Goofy don't care. They're just so happy to see their best friend again. So they rush over, and then they hug, and everyone's in tears. And it's just a nice, sweet moment between all the friends. But wait, shh. These walls, they have ears, you see. <laughs> Which, ugh, like... Okay, but not really. Like, this whole idea of, oh, the organization might have the place bugged, like, never comes up again. And it's like, well, how would they have it bugged? <laughs> and why would you think that specifically? Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
Either, Mickey, you're letting, you know more than you're letting on, in which case, spill the beans, because this information would be very helpful for us, or you're just being really paranoid, and, yeah, like, nothing comes of it. Yeah. Like, how, is there, like, a security camera, like, floating around in the top of the room or something? Like, Mm. it's just another one of those, we're just gonna write this for some reason, but then nothing ever happens with it, because, yeah, like. The organization never spies on anyone in this game, really. <laughs> um, yeah. They have very... Mm, they're mo- Yeah. So they, they have a lot of direct confrontations, and then they'll retreat and then mutter amongst themselves. Remember, remember, mumble, yeah. mumble, mumble. Yeah, but it's not like they engage in espionage. So, like, this whole idea of, like, oh, we have to be careful. Like, it's just like, I mean, we don't really... <laughs> You're already wearing the coat, Mickey. Calm down. Yeah. Um, oh, like, yeah. Isn't the coat supposed to like mask you, basically? Yeah, but it's like, well, I mean, everyone's already here. Like, there's not much more you can do to hide at this point, because like we can figure it out. You're the mouse. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess he's been in hiding, so he doesn't really need it anymore. He's used to as the we'll shadow. see. Yeah, it's just, yeah, the whole idea of, like, oh, because, like, they make it seem, like, this is my issue, is, like, they make it seem like the organization has, like, eyes and ears everywhere, uh, very much Long Fang of bossing say fame, um, but, like, they don't really, like, I don't know, I guess they do in the sense that they can just appear wherever they want, but right. it's, like, okay, it's not like they use, like, surveillance equipment or anything, like, really sophisticated, so... Yeah, yeah, it's just weird to me I how have, they like try to like I only have one describe thought, them that way. And that's something that doesn't come up in this game. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, maybe something like that's explored more in like days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's just we'll like see. just a random plot thing once again. But yeah, Mickey's back, and we all love him, and we're also happy to see him. But yeah. We get him caught up to speed, which is just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, what are we doing? So we just got <laughs> transported to a computer world, and we found out there's like this whole wiki that's password protected, and we need that for some reason, because we think that'll tell us about the realm of darkness, even though we have no real evidence for that. But this is our goal right now, instead of the impending heartless invasion. And Mickey's like, what? <laughs> oh gosh, fellas, sounds like you're just talking a bunch of nonsense right now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the non sequitur of all non sequiturs. But they ask him for his help because they need a password. Oh, you mean like a code? <laughs> <laughs> Even Leon's dark, cold heart can't help but melt at the adorableness that is Mickey Mouse. And he he does a little does a little smirky smirk, and then Mickey explains. Well. There's Jasmine, Snow White, Belle, of course. Say no more, you stupid rat. I'll go into the code. <laughs> so, yeah, they... Um, Anson the Wise and his uh, his security tips. I have questions. So, just because <laughs> the actual door to darkness is opened by the princesses, why would you make that your password? <laughs> And also, like, 
how would he know who the princesses are? Like, in either case. Because Maleficent was still actively searching for them by the time Kingdom Hearts 1 was happening. And Ansem was out of the picture by then. So, like, what's the deal? What's going on here? Um, this would have been... Welcome to which Ansem is the Ansem of the Ansem. We're trying to Ansem this Ansem. <laughs> I think there might be a period. I mean, essentially... Hmm. So, funny enough, without getting spoiler, without getting too spoiler heavy, or actually at all, up until Radiant Dawn becoming Hollow Bastion, not Radiant Dawn, that's Fire Emblem, up until Hollow, up until all the Final Fantasy characters flee Hollow Bastion, yep, would have been. My main thought is Kyrie is alive at that point. But then again, Alice is like, I mean, I guess Alice is like 10. Uh, the Disney characters are eternal. And I'm also not trying to think of them too much, but just thinking of. Kyrie was alive, but yeah. no one knew she was a princess. Correct, a yeah. A princess? Kyrie's a princess? <laughs> so, like, unless Ansem just had extreme foresight and was just holding out on everyone and you just knew all this mm-hmm. beforehand like this just doesn't make sense so like you're trying to do like a cute thing but again it just does not hold up under scrutiny at all because even aside from that just the sheer practicality of this password is complete nonsense so you have seven different variations so like the amount of combinations <laughs> of the order you would type in all seven names is like what in the hundreds of thousands probably yeah <laughs> maybe not that much but it's a shit ton but also when you combine like you know case sensitive and spacing between like names like snow white <laughs> mm-hmm. like oh god it doesn't make any sense it's not how passwords work no more <laughs> not <laughs> to us someone... but to him Someone should try to hack into, like, the Square headquarters with this password, because I feel like... It, it's, I feel like it's gonna be it s- wouldn't be out of the realm of logic. It's going to be Sora, <laughs> Riku, Kairi, Roxas, Shion, Axel, Naminé, Terra, Aqua. Yeah. yeah. Simple. Yeah, so they guess the password immediately, and they get the order right the very first time. Yep, there's no, like, hmm, do we have to try this combination? Yeah, I mean, I get it. That'd be very boring to watch, but yes. it's just like, come on. Like, it would be different if it was like, oh, guess the seven-part password or something like that. Like, you can enter them, like, one at a time instead of, like, having to have them all together. But whatever, if they figure it out, they give Sora the Kyrie call-out specifically because they know that they're the OTP. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, look at that. We're back in business, boys. But not before, Mickey gives us a very special treat. What's that? Oh, it's a new drive form. It's master form, baby. So we are officially driving or drowning in drive forms at this point because we just got limit form. So yes, get ready to grind, baby, because if you want to keep your drive forms up to date, you can now level them up twice. And now you have two extra. So you're going to be pretty busy. Correct. Yeah. Forgot. Oh, yeah. So we, yeah, because limit form. is Final Mix Plus exclusive. So that's just here's the best place to stick limit form. Whereas 
Master form, I think, if we were to if we were playing the original game, we're not considering limit form. I think this, yeah, this is a good spot. Of we've we've gone to all the yeah. Disney worlds at least once. Here is your uh, your new treat. Please take care of it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, master form. What do we think? Master form. I made sure to before I closed out Kingdom Hearts this morning. I made sure to go over master forms uh, abilities because I haven't procked it yet. But I have played enough to remember what Master Form is like. And it's, I mean, it's good. It is a, basically a combination of Wisdom and Valor. And I think it hits, mm. it hits all the necessary marks it needs to. It, uh, yep. it has Endless Magic, which is always yep. interesting. Uh, I think we talked about in an earlier episode if the combo finisher of a spell combo actually does more damage. And I don't think it does. So... Hmm. You don't you don't get the wheat, nice little wheat, you know combo finisher magic flourish. You just have endless magic, so there is no combo finisher. Just spam your magic, however, you have seen fit. Um, yep. You also get. I mean, you get a few combat abilities. Uh, I think the most distinctive is I can't remember the ability's name, but there's a finisher where you basically just tornado the hell out of everything in the room. And you draw the yep. enemies towards you. So yeah, there's a combo finisher for I'm Surrounded and a single target, which are always uh, fun, I should say. And the uh, movement ability for Master Form is Aerial Recovery, a.k.a. Uh, not Aerial Recovery. Um, aerial Dodge. Aerial Dodge, thank you very much. So basically double jump. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So the whole thing about Master Form is every combo, like every attack is aerial, like if you attack, you just jump in the air automatically. Like, you can't do ground combos. So, yeah, if you got enemies in the air, you're going to wail on them until the cows come home. So, it's good for that. Um, and, yeah, it just kind of keeps you light on your feet. So, it's good for crowd control because you're not really stuck in one place. Like, all of your moves basically keep you mobile. Yep. So, like, most of Cage... Two's combat, where it's very much focused on like kind of being in the air, so you can kind of maneuver easier. But um, yeah, just as a drive form, and yeah, we don't have magic finishers, but we do have spiced up magic, so all the spells work a little differently. So, for example, thunder instead of just one bolt, it spawns like three or four, mm -hmm. and they like go around you, which is very nice. And then blizzard like shoots out like five little ice shots in front of you, kind of like a shotgun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then fire? Fire, like, moves you forward. Yes. Like, you kind of lunge. to it now, which is nice yeah. because it's, you know, it's a, just an AOE, fire. basically. So you get to travel fire. with it. Yeah. So, yeah, Master Form, E-Good. It does have very long animations. Like, your hits don't come out super fast because, again, like, you had to also do, like, the sort of jumping part. Yep. <laughs> um, so, like, it's good for crowds, but for boss fights, eh. Yeah. It's <laughs> so one of the ones that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Boss fights, really. Yeah. Although I say that, but I did finish the boss of Tron with Master Form, but I, I had a very specific reason why, and I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, great growth ability, obviously. Yes. And yeah. The way you level it up is you collect drive orbs. So a big mm -hmm. drive orb equals three experience points. A small one equals one. So it's definitely the most annoying to grind because <laughs> it's just like a weird thing to collect for because 
drive orbs only pop up in very specific situations. So yeah. I don't really like that part, but everything else, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a nice little reward. Yeah, they kind it kind of checks out. So you have to. I mean, Valorform is the easiest. Uh, I proc. I hit thing. Wisdom. I want to proc it against yeah. Heartless. Limit form. I guess the limit form. I add that to the mix as well. Is just uh, I'm going to spam my limits. So eh. A master form is much more particular if you're looking to grind it or just to level it up in general, which is kind of that's kind of my mindset going forward. All, all the time now so <laughs> I'm like I'm never gonna mm-hmm. pop this just to look cool I'm gonna pop it because I know I can get some experience so yeah exactly. there's, there's like <laughs> obstacles and interactables well, I always think of uh, the the fireworks and the carriages in Mulan or Land of Dragons will always drop drive orbs and yeah I always um, use Land of Dragons to grind Master Form mm-hmm. and yeah so for for actually using Master Form effectively you probably want to take out Heartless that drop the drive orbs, but not, yeah. of course, as I, we know, I, not not every enemy, you know, every yeah, enemy I couldn't tell you which ones do different stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, master form. But when it rains, it pours because, well, first of all, they corner Mickey and interrogate him about what do you mean, Your Majesty? We killed Ansem eons ago. He's toast. And I better like, explain. I have a lot of explaining to do, don't I? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, why are you holding out on us? <laughs> well, um, you know, Mouse. So, yeah. So Mickey knows what's going on, but he's like, mm, I bet you want to know. But also, you have a friend waiting for you. And so it's like, ah, must resist urge to help friend. No, I can't do it. <laughs> you know me too well, Mouse. <laughs> So they decide, all right, we'll go back, we'll help Sean, but when we get back, we want answers. We yep. want the tea. Damn it. <laughs> and he says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here and fight with everyone else. Uh, which is a weird line to me. Like, he speaks as if he knows that there's about to be a giant heartless invasion, which, to my knowledge, wasn't really, you know the concern here like i guess we saw the heartless at the very beginning but it wasn't like oh my god we just saw a giant army of heartless we'd better prepare everyone to battle stations mm-hmm. but mickey's like talking like they're about to go to war and it's like oh should... <laughs> I think so, it's... so maybe we shouldn't be frolicking around the computer land <laughs> i think it's just it just happens to be convenient timing like i mean to be fair so far and mickey in general is so like oh we see him for two seconds and bye bye now so he's like, mm-hmm. hey, hey guys, I'm going to stick around this time. Maybe yeah. something b- big will happen, but I'm just here for my friends. If something big happens, I'll be here. Hi, I'm Minnie yeah. Mouse. Yeah, I mean, it is nice that for once he just stays in place, for the love of God. Like, he literally, after the cutscene, he just stands there and you can talk to him. And it's like, all right, don't, don't, don't you go anywhere. Yep. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. Stay. Stay good, Mouse. <laughs> He's like, mm, I don't know, I'm really tempted to flee. <laughs> um, so yeah, we go back to a space of paranoids. Yep. But wait, where's Tron? Oh, wait, sorry. But even before, but wait. Yeah, I was about to uh, say. Mm-hmm. Th- there's, there's a big old treasure chest waiting for us again. What? That wasn't there before. Uh, so we 
lob up that keyblade and swing it on down. What do we get but the ukulele charm? And for anyone who knows the movie, you'll know ukulele means stitch. Woo! So we got a new summon. Yay! It's that little bastard that we saw earlier. He's decided to join the fight. He wasn't there for absolutely no reason. Well... <laughs> yeah, so I... I don't have too much to say about Stitch because I did not use him this go around, so we can talk about him next episode. But I will say, I mean, one, just in general, I love Stitch because he's an amazing character. He's yeah. so cute. But two, he is a very good summon. But I will have more to say after I use him in the fight to come. But yeah, new summon, uh, which means you can also start leveling up your summon more if you care about that. But I hate how every time you get a summon charm, which I guess isn't too frequent, but it's frequent enough, it counts as a new item, even though it's... I mean, I guess this goes for any key item, right? But it's like, it has no purpose, like, you can't use it, and it tells you nothing new in the pause screen that it doesn't... Yeah. ...when it first appears, but, like, you still gotta go and hover over it to get rid of that new notification. It's like, oh... <laughs> love of God. <laughs> yep. um, so, yeah. A ukulele charm. But now we go back to the data space. But where's Tron? Oh no! Wait a minute. Where are we? Oh no! So mm. they get beamed up, and then they blame Goofy, and so it's like a text cutscene, right? And I've mentioned before, like whenever they do just like the text box cutscenes, the characters don't talk like themselves. And I feel like Goofy's line here is not really something Goofy would say, like. They get beamed up, and, like, he was at the computer, and they get beamed up, and then he turns around, and he pulls the whole, like, oh, oh I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's not, that's not something Donald, or Goofy would say. Like, it's not even really something Donald would say. It's just, like, that's not really the humor that they go for, necessarily. So, it just felt kind of lazy to me. Because Goofy is very much, like... The level-headed one who actually takes responsibility, you know, he's the one who says, Garfels, maybe we should look before we leave. <laughs> so, like, he wouldn't do this whole coy, like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> so, that line bugs me. Because then they followed up, because then they do a voice cutscene, and then when they show up again, he's like, oh, I didn't touch anything. Yeah. It's like, I feel like, maybe in the script, I feel like, they wrote it for Goofy to be, like, genuine. Like, he really meant, like, gosh, I didn't touch nothing. What happened, fellas? But maybe when they were reading it, they thought it was, like, a jokey, like, oh, I didn't touch anything. So. Mm-hmm. I can see it other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll just say we are in the game grid, which means the one thing everyone knows about Tron gets shoveled into Kingdom Hearts. It's time for the light cycle except it's not really a light cycle it's just a cycle so Woo! yay they look they look <laughs> more like well it's funny because this came out before tron legacy of course well they look low yeah. they look more like the tron legacy version than they do the original tron version the original tron version now having seen original tron uh, is basically like a domed motorcycle yeah yeah whereas here like it's just like a motorcycle with two wheels and swords just hanging out like it like it looks like a pod in the movie where mm-hmm. it's just like you're like enclosed in it but here he's just riding it and feeling the wind blow through his hair but yeah it's different and um 
yeah, I once again, I do not care for this mi uh, mini game because uh, it's very boring. So you're just on rails, you're on the bike, heartless show up, spam square to ram them, and then that pretty much one shots them, and then that's all you need to do for like a little tutorial bit. And then Sora's like, "Huh, I think I have the hang of this." And then uh, one of the big boys shoots a big old projectile that blows a hole in the wall, which I guess is a nod to the movie. That's which I always what happened it to in be. the movie. Mm-hmm. But that's our that's our out, boys. Let's head for the hole in the wall. Except we can't just head for the hole in the wall because there's just going to be mysterious walls that appear, and we're going to have to go all topsy turvy like we're going through a maze for some reason. But, yeah, uh, I do like yeah. that cycle. I enjoy it. Eh. There's not much just, depth to it, but I still just enjoy it. <laughs> like, why didn't they just do a light cycle? Like, that would have been so much better, and that mm -hmm. would have been so much more fun, because that was, like, that was literally a video game. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly, So, like, you had yeah. the blueprint. Why didn't uh, you just do that? <laughs> yeah, so it's not, I mean, for those who are, for those who are like, what's light cycle? It's basically two-player snake. Centipede. Or, yeah. Yeah. You want to... Trap your opponent, or make your you know your opponent drive into uh, your tail. I always say it's the tail, yeah. but yeah, the the trail you leave behind. Um, but yeah, this, that it's, been it's so just much like, fun. You're gonna go in a maze. There's gonna be heartless, and there'll be obstacles and pillars and stuff. But I feel like the the random walls are the real light cycles of light cycle. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Like, not, not like in I can an see it two sense. ways. Like, you're, like, little tiny Sora, and there's actual light cycles running around, but incorporating that part of the, the actual light cycle game into the light cycle yeah. mini-game. I guess. It's just... It's just too boring, because it's all on rails, and, like, you can only strafe left to right. Like, you don't actively turn. Like, you just turn by using the shoulder buttons, and it's only at very specific points. So, that, like, there's no thought to it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, when they do have the obstacles, like, they don't damage you. Like, whenever, like, the random, I don't know, columns appear. Yeah. And if you run into them, like, you, you, you get a little singe. You're like, ow, ooh, that's smart. But you don't actually take any damage. Like, your health oh. stays at, like, 100 or whatever. What does hurt you if, is if you ram into walls. And then you, like, yeah, that's fun to get stuck into that. Where you hit the wall, and then you, like, back up, and then you scooch to the right a little bit, and then you hit it again, yep. and you back up, and you scooch to the right, and you're like, oh, well, I guess this is my life now. Yep, as long as you just get trapped, <laughs> and you have to suffer. Yeah. That's that's the only real challenge here. Like, again, once you figure out that the ram will basically take out any of the Heartless, yeah. because you also have a Keyblade attack with X, mm. but sometimes the Heartless will put up shields, but your Ram could get through the shield, but it's not like, Rams are good for shields, Keyblades good for vulnerable enemies. Like, no, the Ram's just good for everything. Just use the Ram. Yes, so specifically, <laughs> uh, ramming Heartless into the walls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah which, exactly. Which is easy enough, but you do, but to, yeah, just, just put all the, the other cards on the table, yeah, you want to make sure when you charge them, to charge them. You've not got enough space to bump them into a wall, so they just disintegrate on impact. Yeah. Exactly. Pew. So, yeah, it's pretty easy. And then they always, like, do, like, a fake out in the end where you think... Because the big purple boys show up, and then they start shooting lasers at you. So it's always like, oh, no, are they going to hit me? But I don't think those projectiles can hit you. <laughs> I think it's just there to scare you. Oh, I think if you're but... too far to... I mean, to be fair, if you want to aim for the middle, where the crack yeah. is... If you're in front yep. of one of the Devastators, you'll get smacked up. Um, 
Yep. One ball did kind of come my way, so I just I guarded and it deflected off of me and interesting. That was that was yeah. it. I don't know if I've ever been hurt by them. I don't think so. I think. Yeah. Especially for when you guard, because also guard's an option. Woo! Um, I mainly use guard yeah. to get through the columns, like especially in the yeah. the last uh, the last third of it when you're, it's kind of more open space. You have a big 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 aisle you're going through, and you're shopping carts. Um, yeah, yeah. There's these big rows of columns, so, so you could just guard through them, and you'll take. I mean, you take no damage either way, but at least you won't be slowed down and uh, smacked the hell yeah. off by other heartless being like, "Oh, he's yeah, he's slowed down. Let's get him. We got him." So you go through the hole and you escape, which invariably teleports you back to the pit. Yeah, cell. which it, it, now we have context for because we watched from yeah. the movie. Because when they uh, when they escape the game grid, they just wander into I would say the computer, the mainframe. Because again, it's very vague where the hell Tron the movie actually takes place in the digital mm-hmm. landscape. But yeah, in this version, we just get booted back to the pit cell because we escaped. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, we're back, and then we meet Tron, who's just, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. Yeah, he's been real, little <laughs> Which, although it's, uh... This game really loves that pose for some reason, of just randomly seeing your ally just, like, collapsed on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's in a bad state. Yeah, which is, which, uh, I think is, uh... It's uh, mind you, this isn't the original Tron. This is Ansem's copy of Tron, so it's different. Yep. But uh, it's very different from when we first meet Tron in the movie, because Tron's seen as like this. Well, we know he's a security program. It's like, oh look, Tron, he's big and strong. Oh, oh look at him. look at you go. And now he's just like, <clears throat> I'm dead. <laughs> yep. Um, and he asks them. Well, they're like, we're here to give you the password. And he's like, why didn't you just transmit the data to me? Like, it was, like, super obvious. And it's like, well, I don't know, Tron, because what the hell are the rules of this world? Like, what can and can't we just send to you? Because our very next objective here is to go to the IO tower to get you the data you need. So, like, what do you mean? Why didn't we just send it to you? Yeah. (laughs) It makes no sense. Uh, But, yeah, we're here. We've got the data. The password, anyway. So, uh, let's... Let's march forward, soldiers! So, basically, do the first part of the world again, but this time, go one more room to the right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now there there are Heartless, so, yay, that's a thing. Yep. So, Actually, bad boys guess, to guess we can talk about the boys now? Yeah. So, we've got three new faces, although, I don't know. One of them, I like can never really figure out when they appear. But yeah, we got the strafer who are just like the foot soldiers. Yeah. Um, they got big long arms. They got little pointy antennae heads. They. That's about it. They're pretty unremarkable, honestly. Yeah. I don't know what else they're they do. kind of a mix between soldier and shadow, like foot sold. Like they're fodder, but not like they take like two comp three combos to get rid of. They're not just like. Hit X to forget all the time, but most of the time they they exist. Um, Do they have like um like um an echo attack where they like shoot out a projectile and it's like a ring? Is that them? Yes. Also, okay. I literally my last tab open was the strafer tab. Um, 
actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to the wrong cage, Wiki. Hold up. Oh, wait, I can just go back from here. Yes, I was I was recently on the... So I was looking. I was I was observing the strafer and its a natural habitat. Also, it's called a racer in Japanese for anyone who, who uh, cares about that. But yes, they have a slow-moving energy ring attack that homes in on you. Gotcha. But yeah, it's, nice. other than that, it's they spin at you, they shoot a little lazy, and they have the homing rings attack. Uh, what I mm -hmm. find interesting about them... Well, so here's the thing. We're, we're inside the datascape. We're, we are fighting enemies with an affinity for electric attacks. So, I mean, mm -hmm. if you're getting your ass kicked, equip, like, a Thundaga Trinklet, if you if you so desire, or something with, like, thunder resistance. Uh, because most of mm -hmm. these do, do a little bit of thunder. So, and I was curious, because obviously I don't really use thunder on them, because I'm like, oh, they'll probably absorb it, right? Nope. Yeah, so... so <laughs> it's weird. So... The, 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 mm, it's weird. Like, I feel like specifically KH1, because for some reason, I have a very good memory of KH1's, like, elemental affinities. Like, some things just don't take damage when hit by, like, fire, for example. Uh, but some things will absorb it. They just absorb thunder magic, apparently. But hmm. on their stat sheet, it still says, like, Thunder does damage to them. So, it's a little bit of a weird oversight that, uh... Interesting. I'll, I'll never forget never to this day that. now, but... Yeah. But, yeah. Other than that, they don't really do anything too interesting. Um, and then we've got the Magnum Loader. But I guess those are just, like, the Heartless and the Light Cycle, right? Yes. Yeah. Those are me so, boys. Exactly. Uh, so they do appear, like, just in regular combat, but in, like, very, very rare instances, and I don't think they show up in this visit, but we will fight them. Oh, one -on -one uh, they did. Later. I went, there's the pathway we're going to go on our second visit. I went there just to poke my head and, uh... Oh, interesting. Yeah, I got, I only got, like, three of them to spawn, but, uh, they are, for, for this visit, they are just the light cycle enemies, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. In which case, yep, just ram them. And then the final one is the big purpley bad boys. The, the Devastator. Devastator. Which is a very apt name because these guys can hurt the heck out of you if you're not careful. Um, yeah, they've got big old projectiles. They got big old combo attack where they just like zap you infinitely. Yep. And you just kind of get trapped in place and you're like, oh, what's happening? And then they got big old like I don't know, cannonball, where they just jump into the air and then, like, land and smack you, and you're just instantly dead, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, they're pretty tough, if you're not careful, because, again, like most of these big boys, their whole strategy is, ah, I'll let my minions distract you, and then I'll go in for the big hit. But don't do that. I say, go for the big boys first, get rid of them, and then pick off the small fry. Although, it's tricky, because in this world... I think only like one or two show up, and when they do, they're also surrounded by um, uh, tornado boys, whatever. Emerald blues. Yeah, emerald blues. Uh, so that makes it tricky because they're also basically big boys themselves. So you got like three big boys, and it's like, which ones do I prioritize? Ah. So, yeah, they tricky, and also 
they, I feel like Reflect doesn't work too well against them because they just kind of, I mean, one, they have projectiles, but then like, it's hard to predict when their attack's actually going to come out. Yeah. So I don't have too high a success rate of actually like getting a Reflect off on them, but. Yeah, I yeah. don't think about that honestly too much. But mm-hmm. yeah, they only appear, well, we're basically in the world. But yeah, right now they only appear as we try to get into the IO tower. That's is yeah. basically it. Um, yeah, but for they ma- will for come you Master up. Form junkies, I know Emerald Blues drop only drive orbs, so there's your there's your hint of the day. Yeah, but like the time it takes to te- to take them out and then collect the orbs is probably not very efficient. Yeah, and also they only ever spawn like two at a time. Really, two at a so. time. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. So those are our new boys, but aside from that, I also just love how like existing heartless. So we get some shadows, and I think we get um, soldiers. The little yeah, sorry, soldiers. Um, and the little drill bits, I think. But um, when they do show up, they have like their little digital skins, so they're like kind of look like little wireframes. Yeah, for the soldiers, it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a cute touch. It's very much like how in Halloween Town, um, you know. They have, like, a little bit of a shadowy texture to them, sort of. So, it's a cute touch. They look... They also, like, their color changes a little, so they look very purpley, which is fun. But, yeah. So, moving on through all these newfound hotless. We get to, I don't know, the data room. Datascape is the name of this room, yes. The datascape, where we can properly access the DTD. So, we give him... We give Tron the um, the password, but oh no, the MCP's on to us, and he's sicking his boys. Looks like we have another obligatory fight scene. Mm. Well, uh, I, but I for think, Tron, I mean, temporarily not... changes the password to hold us, to hold everything off. Yeah. So yeah, it's another part. So actually, not that it matters too distinctly, but someone will call us out. So I'm going to call us out before someone else calls us out. If the first, this fight right here is just the DTD's, like, final defense measure. But then as soon as we access the DTD... Oh, gotcha. Yep, we get a, we get a, a Ocarina Time time skip situation. <laughs> you fools! You now I have exactly access to, where I to want the to DTD. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Okay, well, let's talk about the fight, because there's really not much to talk about. But yeah, it's yeah. basically gather up the little bitty bits. Oh, speaking of... Going way back to the movie, uh, that's another thing I kind of liked, but kind of didn't, because, again, it was really underbaked. But uh, uh, Bit, the little cute cartoony companion the, literally who the, showed the, up the randomly. Bite, yeah. <laughs> bite, yeah. Who could only say, yes, 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 no, 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 no. That mm. was cute. I that did was like clever. him. Yes. But, Damn. again, the program. he, yeah, <laughs> he, they didn't really do anything. They just kind of disappeared. Yeah, you know? he, like, accompanies Clue at the beginning, which is kind of cute. And then he runs into Flynn oh, later, which is like, oh, because they're basically the same person. Wink, 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 oh, wink. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a cuter. Like, if Tron was a Pixar movie, like, they would have done it so great. Because it's basically the Pixar format of what if blank had feelings. So in this case, what if computer programs had feelings? And then they could do all the cute little computer metaphors of like, this is a bite. It can only speak in just a note bubble. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back to the game. Uh, yeah, collect the little bitty orbs so you can then freeze the screens um, and do that three times and you win. And usually 
By the time you collect enough for to fill one bar, you've also knocked out enough to then fill up another bar. <laughs> so it's kind of like a domino effect, this whole section, where like you just gather the orbs really easily. Um, so as soon as you seal off one screen, it's not too long before you seal off the other. And yeah, I recommend using um, fire because you get the orb, uh, the, the groups of the, um, the strafers. And if you use fire on them, you'll just get a lot of orbs at once. So that's pretty handy. Yep. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you saved the day. Good job. <laughs> uh, so now Tron chooses the password. And then, yes, MCP realizes, oh, man, I almost had it. Which, again, like, what? what is the power balance here between <laughs> MCP being able to immediately hack into the system and be like... Oh, uh, a self-destruct protocol for the town. I wonder what that's like. Which is... I found the button. Let's let's table that. But, like, how could he, like, immediately hack in to, like, find all this? And then, like... Like, why didn't he just do it? You know what I mean? Like, why did he wait long enough for Tron to then change the password? Because, like, if the MCP is that powerful, why didn't he just do the thing instead of then letting Tron change the password and now Tron's apparently the all-powerful one because he just completely shut out the MCP so it's just like mm -hmm. again back to the movie of like what 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 are the power levels here <laughs> uh you're over 9,000 or under 9,000 there is no in between exactly and it seems like everyone's over 9,000 because they just do whatever they just rewrite reality yep. it's all programming but um, yeah. Why why does Hollow Bastion have a self destruct <laughs> program? Well, why don't we find Ansem and ask him why? <laughs> and like, what the hell does that even look like? Like, you just built like a giant bomb, like below the city. Apparently, like, what what True. does that mean? <laughs> I, I like to imagine uh, for for I guess for mild context for you and everyone else who's played Kingdom Hearts too. The final gummy route, where there is a bunch of doors that open and, that open uh, as you progress. Uh, I uh, in my head as we talk about it, that's what I think of. Of like, uh, I can't think of like a more comedic one at the moment, but or, you know where it's like, hey, 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 guy, don't go this way. Pass another door. Seriously, turn back. Mm -hmm. Another door, and it's like, please leave, and like until you yeah. reach the big red button. <laughs> yeah, like. I guess given Ansem's experiments with the Heartless, I could see why he would want a self-destruct in case things go real, real bad, uh, a la Umbrella Corporation. But, yeah. like, again, like, what is the timeline here? Because he was only looking at... I guess we never really figured that out in the last game. But, like, the time between, like, him first discovering, you know, Heartless and Keyholes and the Heart of All Worlds and, like going MIA, like, he also took the time to build a self-destruct program? Like, shouldn't he have been too busy actually studying the Heartless? <laughs> so, like, how did he come up with this technology to just destroy an entire world? <laughs> and then program it. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. <laughs> the the self-destruct program does not come up again, so. Correct statement. Er, <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. We, we locked him out, and we used 2FA, <laughs> and we're, we're back on the hunt, because that wasn't really the data you needed. <gasps> Our data is in another castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole pacing of this world was just so strange, because it's like, wait, like I feel like we could have done all this in one place, but instead they had to stretch it out 
for some reason. So you go back to the room you came from. This time you hang a right. And then you go into another room. And you fight Smartless. And then you go into another room. And then you have a cutscene that doesn't really say anything important. And then you're just stuck there. And you're like, well, now what? And then you just leave. And leaving that room precedes the story for some reason. And it's Mm -hmm. like, wait, what? I thought I had to do a thing in there. Like, so yeah, you go to the IO tower and, you know, Tron kind of says like, Speaking of going oh. in and going right back out. Yeah. Like he says like, I don't know, something about the MCPs after us, blah, blah, blah. I have to fight him off, whatever. But then that's it. And it's like, okay, what yeah. now? <laughs> so like, your, I thought. Grab your chests, get out. Yeah. I thought like. Because the visits blur together. I thought he was going to do the thing you were describing earlier, where he puts up the data disc. Same. And then, like, yep. and it then flies up. Because I was like, oh, He no. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yet. So, it's like, what changed between coming in here and then leaving to then, like, progress the story? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, we, we don't do we anything. We accomplish nothing. We, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a camera pan to a terminal so that we can log out to Hollow Bastion and log into, like, this is an area we can transport between. But other than that, it's just... Oh, hi. Hello, hello. Yeah. It always makes me think that, like, you have to, you do have to use that computer program to do something. But, like, whenever I do do that, yeah, you just come out back in Hollow Bastion. And it's like, oh, I just left the world for no reason. Yeah, I did that just to be safe. But I talked to Leon. He's like, what's going on? It's because of the program. And I'm like, like, I'll go back and help Tron now. I'm sorry, Leon. Okay, sorry. I'm just very confused right now. Yes. (laughs) Um,. So, yeah, turn around to find the plot again. Um, but, yeah, you can pick up little goodies, some goodies. Mostly, you get a map, which who cares? But then you get a Gaia Belt, which gives you 30% resistance to the three main elements, if I remember correctly. Um, it's, uh, it's only Thunder and Darkness. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I had a Midnight Anklet that I had on, I just swapped it for the Gaia Belt. Because oh, okay. it's the same thing, because um, three defense, Thunder, yeah. and def- uh, Thunder Darkness, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, also, I forgot to mention, um, is it after the DTD thing with the screen freezes that Tron gets his limit? Correct. Tron becomes a real boy. Uh, right. After... Okay, so he gets all of his goodies. Yeah. Yes, so he, he gets an attack. He gets his... Uh, it's a, basically uh, the... Uh, uh, I said it earlier by mistake, because his usual attack is just a melee attack, but he has... ID disc fling, whatever the ability attack yeah, yeah. is actually called. And then he has one that's mm-hmm. kind of similar to Thunder, I believe. Yep. So he's all Thunder based very <gasps> appropriately. And he gets a Thunder boost, so slap that on him and have him go to town. And Donald also gets a Thunder boost. So Correct. that's fun. And I definitely recommend that because that's probably his most useful spell. It's definitely the one he wants to use the most. Yeah. <laughs> it's the easiest I for the computer to hit. I got it. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so Tron is powerful again, and he's got a limit. Yeah. Which, uh, which is called Setup. Yes. And I really like it. Yeah, I think this is my favorite limit in the game. I, I could probably get behind that, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I guess... Whether it's the most useful is up for question, but it's very, very useful um, because, yeah, it just has a really big range. So you and Tron team up, access approved. Yep. And then you're like on this mobile, like computer hologram station, which is cool because you can move around and attack, which, as we've seen before, Perfect. a lot of 
limits suffer because you're just stuck in one place. And yes. it's like, okay, well, now this what do I do? This is what more limits need to be. Yeah. And then when you do use your attacks, uh, much like uh, Jack's, Jack Skellington's, that is, mm-hmm. um, it just has a really big area of effect. So, like, you just mess up all the enemies around you. Correct. But um, the best part, of course, is the finisher reprogram. Which just summons all the whatever, the polygonal death traps, and then you just sick them on the enemies, and then they just stay out and just keep attacking them, and it's yes. just so good. And it's like, oh my god, this is so satisfying. So, this is a good one. They yeah. did this one right. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is what the limits all need to be, damn it. Yeah. Because, yeah, because like the X attack, what is it, cluster code, is like a line attack, so... It'll go yep. to an enemy, anything next to it will be destroyed, and then your triangle, which is burst pulse, is just the, like an AoE directly on you. AKA, I usually yep. use this when I'm surrounded, which is perfect, yep. because I can just tell everyone to go to hell, high hell, and yeah, exactly. uh, back off. Yep. So, yeah. It's a very, very good. I This is probably the one I use the most, to be honest. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there are a few fights, especially in the second visit, where things get pretty tense. Um, yeah. Where, yeah, this limit is just super helpful. So, good job, Tron. Another point for Tron. You go, Tron. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we run out of the IO Tower. And, oh, no, it's a giant heartless. What are we going to do now? <laughs> uh, to be more precise, or precise, it is the hostile program. Yep. Um, which we can assume is like a defense thing sent by the MCP. But, yeah, big old heartless. Um, so, this fight's pretty annoying in my book. Oh. Um, yeah. I can definitely definitely feel that way. You're not wrong. I mean, I like the idea of it, but, like, it's just frustrating. So, like, it does the whole collect the Orby things and then freeze, which I'll give them credit of, like, introducing that mechanic and having you do it a few times and then using the boss. Like, at least they carried it through. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's, like, no graceful way to do it, because the hostile program's, like, always circling around you, so it's hard to get a beat on him, and the only time he does stop is usually when he's putting on attack, and his attacks, or their, or its attacks, are, um, just very... just have a ton of range, because he has, like, big lasers, it's got, like... (sighs) It'll do, like, it'll shoot out the projectiles that, like, um, kind of, like, snake along like like through the air yeah, where like just goes like to the, the point fights. to point yeah they just kind of boop, 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 yeah boop, boop, like try they'll to, try to get you exactly they like chase after you and it's like I, I, I don't know what to do and you can't I don't think you can block them maybe you can you but... can block them I was able to guard against them uh, I tried reflect when there's a it only happened once to, to me but he summoned like 10 of them at the same time as opposed to like yeah. 10 and I was like reflect 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 and I still got I still got hit so I think yeah. reflect works but um, so when... he's always just he just throws out a lot of just like traveling hitboxes basically so yeah. like if you're not defending it like if you're attacking it to get more orbs you're not defending yourself so you're gonna get hit and you're probably gonna get hit really hard so yeah, like I said, I feel like there's no real elegant way to do this, because then, when he's not attacking, he's on the move, and it's really hard to hit him while he's yeah, on the move. Yeah, he's not very, uh, So, eh. There's a little <laughs> there's a little lack of synergy right there. 
Yeah. Like, maybe if you could, like, reflect the projectiles back at it and then hit it, much like another Heartless boss um, later down the line, like, hit it back, and then it drops a lot of the stuff that you need. Mm-hmm. Like, that could work. That could be satisfying. But here, yeah. it's, like, very, like, two distinct phases of, like, offense and defense, and I feel like the bridge between them is not super seamless. Um but, yeah, once you um, get enough, you freeze it, which is nice, because then you can just wail on it with no consequences. Um, but then after a certain point, I can't tell if it's, like, its HP just has, like, little dividers where, like, you can't damage it past a certain point. Kind of like Oogie Boogie in mm-hmm. KH1. Or if it's, like, a stop effect, because it's frozen, and then in Kingdom Hearts 1, when enemies are stopped, their health bar doesn't move. But yeah. after they, they, they freeze, they, they take all their damage. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you either, but I also did notice it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why am I not doing any more damage? Come on. But um, I think what does happen is when it unfreezes, it takes some damage and then it drops a lot of orbs. So again, much like the last time we did this. Yeah. Like you usually get enough orbs to get pretty close to filling up another bar by the time you run out of your first one. So that's nice. So like once you freeze it the first time, the battle goes a lot smoother but yeah yeah that first time is pretty yeah because then the first freeze can be a pain the rest should be hopefully be much easier yeah but after each time it gets more and more aggressive so yeah it sends out more of those um bitty bite projectiles mm-hmm. and then at a certain point point it starts doing like the rocket boost where it just starts flying around the area and that's another one where if you're trying to attack it and then it does that attack it just knocks you out of the way and does a ton of damage yeah, and it's yeah. like it's basically a uh Upon like, um, oh, don't don't chase me. You're gonna get punished. Essentially, it uh, every time you freeze it. It's very much freeze, like a the armor like a hot rod, and yeah, yes. and the after the second time you freeze it because like you knock off like the left shoulder, the right shoulder, um, and then just has like armor like on the top of it. Uh, that's when it starts doing the rocket move because I guess um, I mean to I mean, I'm I'm free I from my cumbersome shell. Yeah. It's very, it's very Iron Knuckle. You fought an Iron Knuckle in Zelda. In oh Blame yeah, Life, for sure. Where uh, the more, <laughs> you know, they're they're these really big suits of armor, very tough, very hard hitting enemies. Uh, and as you start to hurt them, they'll eventually shed a bit of their armor, and they'll, their attack style completely changes, which is a phenomenal fight. I always enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but similar yep. here, whereas you knock, as we fr- as as we progress, the hostile program gets more desperate and more desperate and becomes much more aggressive yeah because he'll do the he'll do the rockets at least when he comes out of freeze so yeah that's your okay he's unfrozen grab some orbs and probably prep like reflect or just have your finger on guard because he's gonna zoop around the he's gonna do a quick lap and then probably start attacking you so watch out yep so yeah after that or once he answers the third phase um i froze him but he was, like, stuck in the air. So that's when I popped Master Form, because you get your aerial dodge, or, yeah. Yes. Uh, so you get more vertical. But also, uh, your attacks kind of, like, home you in on your enemies. So, like, you were able to close, or I was able to close the rest of the gap by just attacking, because that's just what you do in Master Form. So I popped it off and took off the last of his bar of his health, which yes. is nice. So it's fun mm-hmm. to finish off a boss in a dry form. Yeah. Yeah. My, I think my second to last freeze was also, I was too quick on the trigger, and I was like, okay, okay, I freeze, I freeze, I freeze, and I'm like, oh no, he's in the air! Yeah, 
Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Came in clutch. And then, yeah, we beat him. Yay! Ooh, congratulations. He's got lasers. And they're lasers. Just dodge them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you beat him, then you go back into the IO Tower again because... for some reason. <laughs> um, and yeah, Goofy gets jackpot for being that fight, and Sora gets vicinity break, which is basically I spin in place, and then I fight you again. I don't know. I think the the ability description says something like, "Oh, it will like throw enemies off their guard," but I don't know about that. It's I equipped <laughs> it's it. It's just a flashy I move. Had two AP for some reason. It said, uh, "I forget like the first bit, but it's something." It ends with when you're surrounded. Yeah, but again, like, take that with a grain of salt. Like, it'll pop up most of the time if you have it equipped. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we get back to the tower, and Tron's like, all right, now I changed the password. And it's you guys! You're my best friends now, you're my password, which is just like... <laughs> uh, users, you, users, not... something illogical, users, users. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a new password, and... We finally decided to break it to him that uh, his user's not a good guy. He's uh, he's actually our enemy. And Sean lets, lets us know that, well, yeah, he was my enemy too. I can't stand the guy. <laughs> and he argues that he copied the MCP as well, which the Ansem I knew wouldn't do that. And then... So I was like, well, that makes sense, but now I'm really confused, which I don't know why he would be more confused than before. Like, <sighs> I feel like he specifically said that to set up the reveal we're about to get of like, wait a minute, the Tron you knew, or the Ansem you knew, what do you mean? But like, really, there's no distinction between that behavior and everything else we know about Ansem. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's not like that would be surprising that he did that. So... Again, just a little bit of a slappy writing, but whatever. Yeah. We're confused. Just... There's some mystery hanging over Ansem. Why is he doing the things that he does? Mm. We don't know. So, yeah, we got a new password. We got a little teasy tease for plots to come. To to come. Yep. Um, and we yeet out of there. So, bye, Tron. It was nice meeting you. Sora will return to Space Paranoids in 2023. <laughs> Yeah. And then for our efforts, we get the Photon Debugger Keyblade, uh, which is just... I mean, if you want a Keyblade that perfectly summarizes the, the source material, the movie it came from, I mean, this is it. Because yeah. this is a really bland Keyblade that's very forgettable, that <laughs> seems like it's interesting on paper, but yeah, I, I like, the, I like the design, but the stats and the ability are kind of very ick. I mean... So, yeah, the stats are poo. It's just three strength, two magic. Like, okay, I thought we were past this, but I guess not. No, but... there are. <laughs> so, there, there's a trio, I think, of Keyblades that are all like this. There's there's a bunch of three strength, two magic, elemental boost Keyblades in KH2. And it's, I like the novelty of it and the concept of it, but the execution not really, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think Thunder Boost is useful because again, Thunder is a really good spell. Yeah. So I always equip Photon Debugger to uh, Master Form because Thunder's even more better in that mm. form. 
Um, and that, you know, helps you take out crowds much faster. So it's useful in that sense, but outside of that, not really. So, eh. and also like, yeah, the design's just boring. It's just very neon. It looks very like, um, like it looks like it's made of like foam and it gives me like a roller rink vibes <laughs> roller rink vibes that's of like a prize you would get description it's just like looks so like 90s and cheesy which i guess has an appeal but it's like has a keyblade excuse me sir i mean yeah like 80s early there, 90s there's when a we were novelty still... to it but you know hit or miss basically yeah exactly mm. and then like the keyblade effects are like stars but they're like the stars where it's like the lines all like intersect you know what i mean like yeah. it's not just like a whole star it's like someone doodled a star and that looks really weird because you'd expect it to be all like techie and like digital but it's yeah. not <laughs> so yeah there's just nothing really particularly great about this keyblade so no thanks yeah um r.i.p again yeah. they look a little nice but there there's a few of these so it's it's the first, and I probably I guess Thunder is probably the best of the three. It's probably the most relevant. The other two you get so much later on in the game. It's just why. Yeah, that's why. true. Why? And I would understand like if you build your playstyle around it, but there's very little incentive or reason to be like I'm the Thunder Boy. I'm the I'm the Blizzard Gal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Yep, that's that. So we end with the briefest of teases with the gang back in the real world. And, oh, look at that. Tron's playing around with pixel art. We get a cute little thank you message from him. And we realize that they're the new password, so they rattle off their names. Sora. Donald. Goofy. That's to the point. And, <laughs> haha, we're in, baby. All right, time to look up the search history. <laughs> So, we have time to yeah. immediately evacuate because there's uh, important things, and that way we can just let Sora initiate the download. Yeah. Once again, even though apparently this is like, you know, the most important thing, discovering this computer, Leon decides, oh, I need to go back in town. You start looking through the files, Islander boy who has no computer experience. Yep. Uh, it's just a program that has a self destruct protocol for the town, but yeah. Would it be? Just, Leon just mess walks around. out of the room and then the lab just explodes behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, Sora's left to sift the files, even though he has no idea what that means. <laughs> and yeah, that is where I saved, and that is where we will close this chapter. Mm-hmm. What lies in Ansem's computer? Oh, you'll have to find out next week when we return. Huh. We've done it. Okay, so, yeah, that was Space Paranoid's first visit. And, yeah, as we all know, coming up next is the the Great Battle of the Heartless. Uh, So lots of stuff to happen. Although, when you actually look at it, it is pretty short gameplay-wise, but it's just a lot of cutscenes and a lot of story development. There's not a lot of content, but there's a lot of story that's going to happen, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the, the big one, the big exciting action sequence that everyone loves and yeah. I, i'm actually not saying that ironically this time <laughs> um so yes. yeah it'll be a fun episode next week uh yeah. stay tuned but in the meantime you can do all the things you can 
rate and review on iTunes. You can, I mean, subscribe if you haven't already. I feel like you have. If you're still listening at this point, you can uh, send us an email at khbhpodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you could explain all the weird questions we came up with this episode of how Space Paranoids works. Uh, you can also refer a friend. Maybe they have the answers that we seek. Mm. Um, yeah, the things. Do the things. But, yeah, that, that is that for now. So, thanks so much for listening. We've had a great old time. Uh, to the uh, weird Tron digitizer laser machine. And away! Bye bye, everyone! Bye. See you on the next time!